Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. This is the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., sitting comfortably in my Studio 13. It's almost Christmas time. We got a big show coming up this week. A lot of news to talk about. We've got a fun segment talking about essential Christmas horror movies. We'll be coming up with that later on in the day here in the second segment. But uh, before we get to any of that, I got a little friend I got to introduce you to. You hear him on the show each and every week. And this guy, let me just tell you how famous he is. His autobiography was adapted into the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. He's my good friend, Rich. That's right. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I guess I should be kind of offended because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not Bill Cosby up in here, but you know. Uh, yes, uh, it was, it was innocent though. I, I, I promise it, I, I, it was nothing nefarious. She wanted to stay. She could have left. I didn't kidnap her. I didn't drug her. She you married good. her. I, yeah, I did. I ended up marrying her. I, I married, happily married her to her to this day. So, so there's a happy ending so, to the song. Baby, so the, it's cold outside. Well, it's yeah. not all bad. It's not, it's not what people thought it was. It's, 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 it's a, it's a song about two people who got together and are together to this day. Uh, so there you go. It's very positive. It is we very positive. And, and the, the, the world is putting a negative spin on it, and I'm here to correct them. It's about time somebody stood up for what's right here. So That's I appreciate right. that. Uh, conspicuous by his absence again this week is the professor. So, uh, you know, all I can say is both last week and this week, he's not here, but it's for a good reason. He's actually currently starring in the Human Centipede, the musical on Broadway. Oh, So, you know... He just couldn't make it. Uh, we're, we're hoping that he'll be able to take some time out of his busy schedule next week to return. If you've ever heard his uh, voice acting on the show, sometimes he is actually in the starring role of the doctor. So he is the uh, <laughs> feed her guy on, on Broadway. As a matter of fact, that is the song that he is uh, the, that I have heard. He's given us a snippet of the uh, song that they are doing for it. And there is a feed her song. It's pretty it's pretty intense. Pretty intense. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. We're, we, we, me and Mike have been invited there on opening night whenever opening night happens. It's it's going to be front row seats. It, this is going to be big. This is going to be the biggest thing since Cats. We're gonna we're gonna put on our best Dumb and Dumber tuxedos with the ruffles, myself and Mike. With top <laughs> I don't even hats. care if mine's the blue one or the orange one. Yeah, with top you hats, the, one top want. hats, the whole nine cummerbunds, and we're gonna be there front row opening night on. Well, let's be honest, it's off Broadway, but still, it's 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 it's, it's, it's near Broadway. <laughs> yeah. It's coming to the Forum Theater in Binghamton, New York. <laughs> uh, I don't even think it's going there. It's, it's, it's going to the Cameo. It hasn't been open in years. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to the Cameo. Oh, geez. Well, yeah, that, so that's happening. That's happening. Uh, $40 Films is, of course, uh, producing this one. Absolutely. So we're, we're into Broadway, baby. We're going. We're taking over. We are taking over. 
All right, so let's get to some horror movie news. Uh, so the big thing, there's a couple big stories that came out this week. Um, I, I would say the biggest one, and we've kind of been hearing rumblings of this for a long time, but it's finally been announced. Disney, of all people, announced that there is an Alien series that's coming to FX on Hulu. Yes, Noah Hawley will be uh, directing and show running for the show, so that's, that's cool. Uh, they, They're talking about... Uh, Ridley Scott being brought did, on did, as, a did, as a producer as well. Also, it takes place on Earth. <laughs> I just wanted it takes to place that on Earth. That's the only detail we take, got. That does take place on Earth, and of course, it was announced on uh, Disney's Investors Day uh, when they set the world on fire. If you want to hear about all the nerd stuff that happened on there, always turn into the Three Fat Nerds podcast anywhere you get podcasts by typing in Three Fat Nerds because uh, we will be uh, diving deeply into uh, everything went down on Investors Day because, of course, there was a lot of Marvel and Star Wars news, but there was a lot of FX Hulu news because we, I think we all forget that uh that fx is owned because it was 20th century fox is owned by disney and so they have brought back certain things and this is falling under that it's going to be under the fx hulu brand uh the alien show which is pretty cool uh they also announced that they are going ahead with american horror stories uh yes. remember the that's going to be a shorter anthology kind of i i i envision it being like tales from the crypt from the way that yeah. they so every every episode will be a different small anthology instead of a whole series and then change the this like how american horror story is now uh but it'll be a spin-off though instead they have the two they'll have the two shows and they have confirmed that they're that Amer the the original american horror story will be coming back as well uh that was all on investors day so <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty awesome i mean I, I i got disney was dropping the mic and uh doing some big things on investors day and it's nice that they uh shine the world in a horror and uh giving us some cool fx hulu stuff as well as the marvel and star wars stuff so cool stuff yeah also i want to point out i also want to point out that it got me thinking does that mean that lady gaga is officially a disney villain queen villain because she was oh. she was the vampire queen on that yeah. episode and and now it's owned by disney so technically that makes her a villain queen so she's up there with ursula and you know and everybody else i'm just Maybe saying she can play ursula Ooh, that would be awesome although i did like they did the live action one and they had divine play uh, ursula and i thought that was awesome did that Great movie question. already come out oh uh, no that that was way back it was like it was the broadway adaptation oh because remember they did broadway adaptations and then they did the little mermaid um what was it um they did the live. They did the live play one on ABC last year. I do believe oh, it was, right. and that yeah. was that was Queen Latifah. That was really good ah. too. She she did Ursula. So I don't know who's going to do it. I'm I'm I know that uh, it is out there. The uh, Little Mermaid will be getting a live action treatment, uh, much like everything else. I know that they announced Pinocchio is getting a live action treatment coming up that, that was on investors day yeah. as well so i mean hey listen disney man hitting home runs and uh we're thankful in the horror world because I, I love aliens so i can't wait to see this aliens show and the fact that we don't know a lot about it we do know ridley scott is going to be involved some way whether it is a producer whether it's just uh you know kind of uh, uh, a consultant if you will uh we know he is involved and like i said noah hawley is involved and uh, I think this is going to be a good, uh, a very good uh, opportunity. And it's a different story because, like I said, it's taking place on Earth. So I can't wait to see what they do with that. 
Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. The last time they tried to put something on Earth with one with alien involved, it was a it was a massive yeah. But bust. it's AVP. That's a whole other ball game. This is actually a series that's actually you know being done well. Uh, if anything, I can tell you is Disney has been doing well on series. <laughs> uh, if you yeah. don't believe me, check out The Mandalorian, and now we know all the spinoffs that are coming off of that. And uh, so I, I I feel like I'm I'm confident that this will be a good job. Right, I'm sure it'll be fine too. So can't wait for that to come. Uh, the other big story that came out this week and kind of filed this under our uh, meh category, HBO is apparently already rebooting True Blood. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, After, really? what, seven years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Six, really. seven years until it's all it's been gone and it's already being rebooted. I just want to point this out. Uh, True Blood was a huge hit for a while. And mm-hmm. uh, let's not fool ourselves, though. The reason why True Blood went off the air when it did was because the ratings had dipped in it quite significantly. Uh, there was a big drop-off starting at the end of Season 3 through the end of the show uh, from what it was when it was the first three seasons of the show. Right. Uh, which, of course, I have my own take on that, being somebody who watched the show. Uh, once they started getting into some really weird realms, I think people were like, you know, the whole fairy and everything like that shit. I think people were like, okay. <laughs> I, I was I was cool when it was vampires and werewolves and shapeshifters, but eh. <laughs> I only tried to watch it a couple of times. To me, that was like The Walking Dead. I just couldn't get into it. I knew it was massively popular, but I just couldn't get into it. The first three seasons are super good on that show, in my opinion. I know that there's probably some True Blood fans out there that are going to throw a beating on me for it, and that's fine. If you like what you like, the same thing I say about Walking Dead. I like the first three seasons because it was entertaining. There was a lot of it. It, it was uh, more violent than you would expect it to be. Some really cool storyline stuff, and then like it just kind of petered out for me. And I think that if you go back in time, the reason why they ended up doing away with it is because it petered out for a lot of people it did have right. a dip in and of course hbo they they judged their subscript by subscription and there was a dip there was a lot of people who got it just for true blood and as people started to fall in love with it same thing that happened with the walking dead and i'm not saying this doesn't happen with every show but i'm like it's not like you were striking when the iron's hot you know we're talking seven years ago there might be some people with for nostalgia purposes that would look at it but they are not calling this a continuation this is being called a reboot right so that means that you're not going to get the characters that you fell in love with anyways, allegedly, unless they change their mind. Uh, Which has happened how many times? We've heard it's going to be a reboot, it's going to be a reboot, it's going to be a reboot, and then it ends up being in canon. Well, so, I also think that the people that are in uh, in charge don't always know what the difference between a reboot and uh, and a restart are. <laughs> right. I, I just don't think they know. I mean, I, they did know with Dexter. We know that. Uh, yeah, but uh, outside of that, I don't know. I, I I just I'm not a big enough fan that it bothers me. But if you're a huge fan, that's huge news for you. I just think that uh, you know I know I heard a lot of people upset that the reboot word got put out there because a lot of people like the fact that uh, what was it Alexander Skarsgård was on the show and uh, he did a very good job on it. And of course Anna Paquin and and so many others that were on that show. If they're not coming back, I think a lot of the fans are going to be like, listen, I, I I fell in love with that. I don't. You know what I mean? There's a right. it's, it's like it's like almost like hearing the news. We know that uh, the Many Saints of uh, Newark, the uh, prequel to The Sopranos, is coming out, and thankfully it's a prequel, so it deals with like things that are in the past and not the show. Because I don't think you could do a movie that takes place without Tony Soprano. Isn't Gandolfini's son playing Tony? Uh, yeah, a young Tony, yes, because yeah. this is when Tony was a kid, pretty much. So this yeah. is this is dealing when his father and his uncle were you know and and, and their ilk were running the Soprano family, right? Uh, so now you know that's what that's what this is dealing with, and I do believe it's dealing with the Newark riots as well. I think it takes place during the Newark riots, 
uh, or a part of it at least takes place during that. So I think that that's a really cool idea. But once again, you're not you're not rebooting it. You're not doing like a continuation of The Sopranos without Tony. And right. even if his son does it, he's not quite old enough to be uh, his father yet. Anyways, he's younger. Uh, it's cool to see him in this movie as as a young take on it. So we still get to see him. And of course, being the son, I'm, I, I, he does look a lot like his father. But I mean, if you were to do a sequel series, if you if they were to do a movie or even a sequel series without Tony Soprano, I don't think people would be into it. That's just right, my personal right. take because Tony was the show. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So, but yeah, we'll we'll see how True Blood goes. I you know yeah. I think it's a double edged sword with this one. You know, it's. I think that's that's why I brought that up. I think we're in the same boat with this. If they don't yeah. have back. Uh, the 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 great actors who were involved that people fell in love with in those seasons. I think it's gonna. I think people will tune in, and I think people will tune out. Uh, it'll be. It'll, it, you might be able to catch a new generation of people who might fall in love with it, but uh, that's your what you're hoping for because I think the nostalgia people will tune in, and if it's not something familiar, they're just gonna be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be the nine hundred two one zero to Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. It's uh-huh. gonna be the next generation, and you're gonna see some of the original stars reprising those characters, but they're. It'll just be to get viewers, and then and, and then it, it, fell, it and, and then, then it failed. Yeah, because eventually people, the nostalgia kick is only good for a couple episodes until people go, yep. "Oh man, it's still it's not what it was, it's not what I expected," and then they, right. and they tune out. And that's that's why it's always dangerous doing this. It's not like Dexter, where Dexter is uh, pretty much going back to right the wrongs of the past, if you will. They're right. doing an extra season, and it is it's everybody's coming back. You know what I mean? Like, it's its the show. It's just a new season years later to kind of fix up for the lackluster final season of that show. Right. So it's a two, two different beasts. If they were doing that with True Blood, I think more people would be excited. I think if they right. were like, okay, we're gonna fight, we're gonna pick back up where we left off with these characters and give you another ending for the series, you know. But now they're older, wiser. The world is in a different place. Let's see where these characters are now. I think you would have a lot of the original fans and even people who might have tuned out originally tune in to go, oh, I want to see this, right? But then again, if it's on HBO Max, it might do a good job because that's where they're going to be putting it. And uh, a lot of people are ordering HBO Max because we get movies. <laughs> so there yeah. it is. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because last week, of course, we discussed how Warner Brothers announced their entire 2021 slate of movies we're going to be going direct Booyah. to HBO Max. Uh, there's a little bit of a hiccup with this uh, that kind of came out. And I think that this was something we should have seen coming. And this may end up throwing a wrench in a lot of the plans that they've got. Legendary Films, who apparently funded up to 75% of the money for Godzilla versus Kong and Dune. Uh, are thinking about taking legal action against Warner Brothers. So they're going to try to stop this from happening. They want it to go to theaters to make their money. Good, good luck. Good luck. It won't happen. Uh, trust me. They'll, 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 here's, the, here's the problem with, that, with, with Legendary doing that. That's the end of Legendary. And yeah. I'm fine with that because they've, you know, with the exception of the Godzilla series, they've really fallen off. And that's just, just the point. And here's why it's going to be the end of it. Because there's not going to be anything as a blockbuster in the theater. Yeah, the world needs to accept this. The theaters, even, and this is coming. And I, I want to point this out. And I, I can't scream this loud enough. And Mike knows this is true. I love movie theaters. I love watching movies in theaters. We like that. I don't keep that as a secret. I remember I, the time you sat on my lap when we were watching <laughs> The Grudge. Yeah, but but it you, was very intimate. It was, but you know, here's the problem. It's not the same. The world has changed, and we're not going back to that world anytime soon. And we, we all understand this. Like, uh, well, uh, okay, let me re, re, let me re say that. We don't all understand this is the problem. And that's the problem right now that I have with Legendary is, is that they're not, we're not understanding 
that this is not going to, this is not the way of the world. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're not going to go in and make money. If you put this in theaters, it's not going to make the, the kind of money you think it's going to, you know what I mean? Right. I broke it down last week when we talked about why this was a good deal. I broke it down on this show and on Three Fat Nerds. If you think about it, we're talking about, at best, a third of the audience in the crowd. So with lesser showings because you have to do deeper cleanings. So right off the top, if you would have made $200 if you were a big blockbuster that would have made $200 your opening weekend, take a third of $200 You know what I mean? Yeah. And it could be as low as a quarter because who who's to say that people are going to go back? So, you know, it could only be $50 million, 50 to $75 million on opening weekend, and you have a three-weekend really run, and as you know, it peters down. Yeah, guy, you're not going to make you're not going to make big budget money. It's not right. going to happen. So what Warner Brothers was doing is trying to salvage anything. And trust me, that's what you're going to find out. We'll find out soon enough when theaters, you know, and, and then you're the playing the game of everything pushing back, everything pushing back, everything pushing back, everything pushing back. It's, right. it's, 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 it's atrocious. I can tell you right now, there's rumor and rumor and innuendo. Remember, Jason Blum said Halloween Kills will come out in October no matter what. No matter right. what. There is rumors right now that they're in talks, that, it, and they're not going to sell it right now. They're in talks of selling it to Netflix. Wow. And the reason being is that, you know, I mean, that's on the, I should say they're in talks, but it's on the table. Netflix is offered. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a Halloween film on Netflix. No, but think about this. Netflix is because they know that they have to gear up, has offered money for everything that they can. You know what I mean? They offered money for Kong versus Godzilla originally. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you, you go, you go like this, they're going to offer money. And I know that, uh, that and once again, Blumhouse is not taking the money right now. It's just something that's on the table because Jason Blum said that movie's coming out. So whether yeah. that, if, if we come to October and it's not feasible for it to be in a theater, you'll see it on Netflix or Shutter or whoever the highest bidder is. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be, folks. And everything else is going get, to keep getting pushed back, keep getting pushed back. But that hurts movies. Like Disney still didn't announce on Investor's Day what they're doing with Black Widow. The smart money would be due to put it at the premium thing. You right. know? I mean, I know that, that Warner Brothers is beating you there, but whatever. Just put it as a premium thing. Actually, the smart thing would have done is to launch it on Christmas Day for free against Wonder Woman 84. But that's just me. But Disney doesn't have to bow to that. So, you know, it is what it is, you know, and they have investors to, to answer to. But, you know, if you keep pushing it back, basically at this point, I've, I've told people Black Widow has become the new New Mutants. Yeah. Like people aren't <laughs> really like it's not one of the bigger movies that people are looking forward to. It's just there in the MCU and people are just like, Oh, well eventually it'll happen or it won't. And who cares? And you know, and that's a bad place to be. So I think that the, the, the legendary doing this is a mistake on their behalf because they're not going to make it. So the only thing that they could achieve is not having those movies shown on uh, HBO max. If so, then they don't make money because yeah. if that movie just comes out in the theater, good luck, <laughs> you know, because what's going to happen if that happens, let's say because gone Godzilla would be first. Let's say that happens. What happens is that it'll go in the theater, it'll sit there for a month, it'll make relatively no money. Then after that, there'll be a 60-day process of it, uh, you know, where 30 days of nothing and then 30 days of VOD and stuff, and then it'll be on HBO Max anyways. Yeah. So what did you really stop? All you stopped is the interest of people watching your movie and getting a cut of the HBO Max pie. Right. Whereas Which they'll get less of if they try to go this route. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. And not well, actually, they won't get anything if they go this route because they'll get more of this, the the box office. But once again, 
if a movie is slated to come out in May and the foreseeable, and we already know that the vaccine itself won't be administered to everybody until after May, <laughs> by yeah. May, the only people that will really have the vaccine, if you go by the phases of this country, uh, you know, here in the U.S., is essential. Uh, well, first up is doctors, uh, is anybody in the medical field, and then and then essential workers. Like the regular common man, Joe Blow, won't be getting a vaccine until after May. Right. So you either have to push the movie back again, which is stupid, and lose more money because then you're just going to be flooding it out with all these other movies that are coming out. And so now you're, you're the, the competition, you know, with that third, it's also a third with competition. And yeah. if, if, if Kong versus Godzilla comes out the same time as, let's say, James Bond, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Your franchise isn't big enough for that. People are going to choose between Bond and Godzilla. And even though I'm a huge Godzilla fan, I'm telling you, people, people, majority of people will choose Bond. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's a dumb move on their behalf. And, uh, you know, the, the end game for them is nothing. Basically, I think what will happen is uh, the, 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 the people at Warner Media will be like, listen, we're in control of this, so this is how this works. If you do it this way, it's stupid, but if you want to, fuck it, go ahead. Yeah. And, and basically, they'll sign away their rights to whatever happens on HBO Max. They'll not get a cut of the pie. They'll lose out on a ton of money, and then there'll be no more. This yeah. is not the time to make bad business moves. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right. That's my opinion. Absolutely right, my friend. Uh, so a couple more things here before we wrap up the news this week. Uh, one of the movies that I know that we've been excited for for about a year and a half, Antlers, uh, which was supposed to have come out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was April of this year. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to have been out. Um, got pushed back to February. Uh, well, now it's been bumped from its February release date and is entirely off the schedule for the time being. I, this is another example of something that's dumb. This is a movie that you should sell to whoever you can sell it to. Because this is not yeah. a blockbuster movie. At least with Kong versus Godzilla, I will give the the respect that it is somewhat of a it's a smaller blockbuster. It's not going to make you know huge blockbuster money, but it in the past it could have made a hundred, two hundred million dollars in in the theater. You know what I mean? This in particular is not going to make that. You know what I mean? Right. This is this would have been like one of those like twenty five million dollar. 25 even if it shot above 50 60 million but nothing gigantic you know what i mean it's not going to break 100 million at all it's not even going to touch i would say 60 million would be on the high end of what this would do in the theater uh here's what i would have done i would have sold this to netflix shutter whoever the fuck wanted it just, yeah. just throwing it out there and then it could come out whenever maybe that's why they took it off Maybe that maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe, you know, I was just thinking about that. Maybe that's why they don't have a release date because maybe they've decided to sell it to somebody. Uh, that's possible. And then you know, here's the thing: it's smart. Think about it. that is a smart move because you probably can get somebody to buy it for fifty million dollars or even forty million dollars. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> which would have been more than you were going to make, as we just pointed yep. out. Because like you were on the low end at thirty, which could be possible. So even if even if they gave them a guaranteed thirty or a guaranteed twenty five, that's more than you know gambling. And especially with like I said, if you go by the third of the you know technically it's going to be a third of the price. You know what I mean? So if yep. that movie was only going to make thirty million in the theater, it was only going to make ten million now. If you go by that logic, so right, right. so if if you look at that, I really 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 believe that. They, they should sell it if they did push it back and not selling it it's a mistake if they took it off because they did sell it then kudos to them because i think that's the best way to go and shutter would be a great home for it because i know uh, amc's been throwing some money around yeah shutter just seems like the place that it would have just looking at the name of it the look of the film you know from the trailers and everything it, it looks like a movie you would see on on shutter 
to well, me. Well, not only that, it, it looks like a Shutter exclusive type movie, it's which is a not a knock deal. by any means. But here's you the know, thing: that's... it's a bigger deal too, though, right? True. So, like, it's a bigger. The name has been out there. There was more energy behind it. So, if you bring that to Shutter and you pay twenty, twenty-five million for it, they get their the exact nut or whatever. More people are going to sign up for that movie. Like, right. it's not just their normal exclusive. That is actually a really that would be something huge for Shutter. For right. Netflix, it would just be a way to fight off other things because once again, uh, I think that they're trying to buy whatever they can. Uh, because they already know that Disney Plus and HBO Max are just going ham on everything. Right, right. Well, I guess we'll find out. You know, I that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing. So, oh, I want know, to a, see that movie. As I, a fan, I hope that one of the streaming services does pick it up because I, I don't know. I'm, or I'm hell, excited just to put see it on one. Amazon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just start that, selling. Yeah. Just start selling it on Amazon, like straight to VOD. Like that, right. I don't understand why a lot of people haven't done that with these smaller movies either. If you're really worried about making a nut, just and I'm not talking about that oh in the theater nonsense that we that they tried before. I'm talking about straight straight selling it. So you yeah. know the the twenty five dollars it would normally twenty twenty five dollars it would normally cost. You can just buy it. You can rent it. You know, pay eight bucks or whatever it is to rent or buy it. You know, like you would do when a movie first comes out. I don't know why some of these smaller movies they haven't done that. Because right. think about it, people would buy it and then you could sell it to a streaming service. You could make a nut on sales and then sell it to a streaming service a couple months down the line. I think that I don't know why more people aren't going that wet route. Instead, everybody wants to be like, oh, well, we have to box office. Well, you don't have to box office. The only things that has to box office is anything that you want to get a, a, an award, you know, to be up for an award. And as you know, uh, well, that's not even happening all entirely anymore. No, you know why? Because because in California, the theaters are closed. And, and right. I don't know if you knew this or not, but you have to show the movie in the zip code of Hollywood, California for it to be uh, up for an award. That's oh, it. I did not know that. That's, that's it. It has to just be there for a weekend. That's why uh, a lot of the Netflix ones, they rented out a theater in, in East Hollywood or whatever and uh, just show it for a weekend. And that's enough to, to, to appease the Academy. True story. I didn't know that. Yeah. In, independent films do that all the time. So basically, uh, it just has to, as long as it shows in Hollywood, California, for a weekend run, and, and a lot of people will just dump money into rent a theater to have it have show times, that, that appeases the Academy. That's what a lot of your uh, festival movies end up doing. They don't want a wide box office. They just make sure it's shown in like the bigger cities and definitely in Hollywood, because that is literally in their bylaws. So if you ever were wondering how they come up with Academy movies, literally it has to show in Hollywood, California for... I do believe it has to be like a weekend run, like just an opening weekend. Has to have an open. Just wait until we get to feel what that's like with one of our films with our studio. You know, I, that would cost more than forty dollars to rent out the theater for it. Though. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We're gonna have to come up we, with funders for that. We'll get a funder. We'll do a. We'll do like a. Could you imagine like we make a movie for forty dollars and then we pay to show it? It would be. <laughs> it would be some real the, the room shit. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Maybe we'll we start a GoFundMe. Maybe we could get him in the movie. Anyways, it's just, I mean, he's got to be cheap. Right. We'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> Tommy we'll Wiseau. Go could you imagine? He's he's Tommy Wiseau in our musical adaptation of uh, of uh, The Human Centipede. <laughs> the Human Centipede. He just starring our very own The Professor. And, and Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau as the professor. Now Tommy Wiseau has to be the doctor, though, because can you imagine? He'd be like, oh, feed, feed him. Feed him, you know, feed him. Why don't you feed yeah, him? Yeah, the him. professor will be right in the middle of yes, the, uh, of the yes. actual link. I, I think that he has to be in the worst position. That's the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll really stick it to him. 
That's right. All right. So to round out the news for this week, we got a uh, little bit of video game news. Two two stories from video game news. Uh, the first was the trailer for the Evil uh, Evil Dead the game dropped this week. Booyah. Um, appears to be a co-op game. It kind of looked to me like Friday the 13th, the game. You did. A little bit. So, I like I the graphics, though. I did the like The graphics it. look good. I'm, I'm not a fan of those kinds of games. I did buy Friday the 13th, the game, and I tried to play it. And as good as the graphics were... Um, it to me was not fun because I I loathe those times of ga- th- those types of games, but it was very very uh, popular. And yeah, uh, but we could play this together. It'd be fun. We could play Friday the Thirteenth together. We could. We should do that. I was I was trying we to put something should. together for that, but uh, I got to get more people to have it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. It was I, free for a while on PlayStation. Yeah, I, Plus, well, I I, purch- I, I had purchased it, it way back in the day. Uh, yeah, I bought it too. I bought it the day after Christmas a couple of years ago. And hated it. Sold it to my buddy Dennis, uh, and then ended up like a month or two later. It was free on PlayStation Plus, so I got it back for nothing. So well, I, I bought it. I bought it for my back. kid back when it came out digital. Back back when it originally came out. So I've had that game that yep. long. Uh, so I know I have it. My kid has it. My mom has it because my mom got it when it was for free. Uh, if you have it, that's four. I mean, we could we could put a team together play I, think I, think I, I, I believe it or not i had a lot of fun with that game the only problem that i had with that game is is that sometimes when you play online uh you don't know who you're playing against like anytime yeah. i played against people i knew i had a lot of fun because we just had a lot of fun in the chat we had a, a good time uh I, and I was playing with some streamers for a while that i actually know so that was kind of cool like just to have a lot of you know that was a lot of fun to do that but like when you're just playing with randos you never know and people try to cheat and ugh, my well, kid tried to do. cheat my kid tried to cheat in that game my kid was helping the guy that was Jason try to capture people, but they didn't realize I had not. They didn't realize, and he tried to capture me. He tried to help him with me. Guess what happened? They didn't realize I didn't have but one, but two pocket knives, and a pocket knife will save your life. And I moonwalked out that bitch across the bridge because it was the escape point where the bridge is. I I went I, I did I went out backwards slowly, laughing at the guy who was Jason because he thought he thought he was gonna kill me. He ain't got nothing on me. See, I'm, I'm, I'm more of like a single player type. You know, I like Uncharted. I like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the Tomb Raider remake games. You know, th- those are the kind of games I like, and I would have preferred to have seen that, you know, like to actually have like a story mode in it. Well, it does. Uh, it does have a loose story mode now, but then they had to stop. The, okay, so the Friday 13th well, game, no, we got to be fair to it. There is a single it, player it, mode now, and then you, you can. Well, it's a single player mode. It's like a puzzle. Yes, there's there's two different ones though. You can play against bots now, single player, which is well, kind of boring. Too. Yeah, and then the other one is kind of like a puzzle mode, which is it's still kind of fun because it recreates some really cool death scenes. But they were going in further on that mode until the lawsuit, because re- yeah. originally what they were doing with that mode was they were trying to get to a point where they could do uh, like like basically full on movies, like like not the full movie, but you could recreate kills from the movies. So they were going to do like scenarios like different Friday the 13th movies. Unfortunately, you know, and then there was actually going to be a full on campaign mode that they were going to put in eventually as well. There was a completely That's what original, I would have been it was in. a completely original story. Once again, the lawsuit, fuck Sean Cunningham happened. Right. I so, was waiting for that. But with, with, with Evil Dead, with Evil Dead, though, I don't I, I mean, I understand that there is a co-op thing to it because every game has to have multiplayer for people like I don't think that I think there's going to have to be a campaign, though, because that 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 title lends itself to a campaign, if anything. I sure hope so. It's kind of cool because it's actually it's not just a bunch of generic players that are in this. Not only do you have Ash, but it had uh, characters from from the series. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Like the movie series, as well as Ash versus Evil Dead. Kelly was in it. 
Yeah, I saw it. I, I thought it was Evil great. Dead. I thought it was great. And then there was little uh, hints, and even in the trailer, there's little Easter eggs, little different things that uh, you could pick up that were that were like really cool, like set pieces of set that looked like you know real, like you know, like it was it was kind of awesome. I, I dug it. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that they they can expand that so much further too. Because think about it, uh, you know, you, you go into the remake and everything else, and you can add that world to it. There, there's a lot of shit you could do this this game. And I, I think that, like I said, you do have to have a multiplayer. I mean, let's think about it. Right now, survival horror is huge, whether it's Dead by Daylight or the, you know, the Friday the 13th game was big when it came out as far as streaming goes. But Dead by Daylight is still, like, murdering it in, in like, streaming. Grow right now on is, Twitch or I YouTube. I don't understand that. I don't the like graphics the, on that are terrible. Ready for this? The only thing I don't like about Dead by Daylight is the fact that the I love I, I, I liked it better in, in Friday the 13th because the third person, you being in third person view for the killer is better. Being first-person view for the killer, A, you don't get to see the killer you are, so you don't get to see the cool cues, because kills, because you're watching it from their eyes instead of, like, you know, seeing cool shit happen, and that's really annoying to me, especially when they did all that work of putting, like, Freddy Krueger and uh, Michael Myers and, and, and everybody in the game. The only time you get to see them is when you're trying to be a survivor, which is weird. Which, it was even hard to see that, because the graphics were so yeah. so bad. It looked like PlayStation 2 graphics. Yeah. Play, or, excuse me, PlayStation 1 graphics. When I played it, I mean, it, it was terrible. I, I mean, I'm not going to crap on the graphics too bad. I think that they did a, a, a decent job with it. I just think that they should have done the third person killer or, or had that as an option because I really like that about Friday the 13th that you actually get to see yourself as Jason because that makes yeah. part of the game for me because not only is it, you know, not only mostly because I want to see the kills. Like, if you only yeah. saw them from, think about it, all the cool kills that are in Friday the 13th, the game, if you only saw them in first person, they wouldn't look as cool. You yep. know what I mean? Like when he grabs the skewer and shoves it through someone's mouth or stuffs somebody's face in the fire, you would just see it. You know, it would be cool for one second, but it's way cooler in the background when you see the body twitching and smoking. Like it's cool stuff. I don't I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do it in third person. Yeah, agreed. All right, and the last piece of news we got this week, also video game news. The Game Awards 2020 took place this week. Who won Game of the Year, you might ask, along with six other awards? That's right. The Last of Us Part 2. No surprise. <laughs> no surprise whatsoever. No surprise whatsoever. Uh, congratulations to them. Last of Us Part 2. I know a lot of people didn't like it at first because of the direction that the story went. But let me tell you, that playing through that game, I didn't want it to end. I was disappointed. I, I purposely took my time with it and didn't just sit here playing for hours upon hours upon hours because I really enjoyed everything about it. Um, it did end up taking me about two weeks to get through it. Normally a game like that I can beat in a weekend if I really want to. Um, but I, I took my time playing it and, uh, I thought it was a masterpiece. It, it was a fantastic game. So I, I, I didn't like, you know, how, if I had any criticism at all, I didn't like that you actually were in like the bad guys perspective and see why they were doing what they were doing. I understood why they did, but just, you know, it, it's probably not the direction I would have gone if I was behind it. Um, but I mean, that being said, it was still an amazing, amazing game. So oh, congratulations to them. Uh, game of the year, along with six other awards. Yeah, I, I agree. It's awesome. Good stuff, man. Uh, Ben, if you want to talk about anything we talked about, you want to agree, disagree, anything else, uh, trust me, we always like to hear you guys' views and opinions as well. We want to hear from you guys. Hit us up on the social medias. We're on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 when talking about the show. Hit us up on uh, 81222productions.com. Get a whole bunch of cool stuff. We'll be adding more stuff soon because, uh, you know, hopefully cross our fingers, Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be coming back in August to Vernon Downs Casino. 
casino. Uh, we did, we have a deal with the building, uh, but you know, obviously we have to wait and see if, if COVID is still running wild, uh, like Hulkamania at that point in juncture, uh, who knows where we'll be at in August. But as of right now, tentatively August is when sci-fi horror fest will be going down. We'll be back there. And, uh, I already know who the celebrity, uh, guests are, but I can't talk about it until January. <laughs> so January, the <laughs> official announcements are, but trust me, there's a couple, uh, couple, couple, two tree, uh, great celebrity guests that will be at that convention. As long as it's going down, of course, it's always a lot of fun and a new home at Vernon Downs casino and raceway. Uh, what else do we have going on there? Uh, of course, twitch.tv slash six seven podcast. As we keep building and building our streaming capabilities, it's going to be awesome. Uh, and, uh, like I said, uh, unfortunately with the uh, nature of the world, we have had to like slow down on some of the things that we want to do, but those will be coming to you in the future. As soon as we have more clarity of, uh, you know, exactly what's going to be happening here. And I, as I get better and better at what I do. And last but not least, if you would like to support what we do here with the podcast and streaming and everything we do here at 8122 Productions slash 607 Podcast, you can do that at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions is the place to be for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content, including the Horizone 607 Podcast before anybody else gets it. That's right. You get early release of it. One day when Mike gets back to the studio and uh, things get back to a somewhat of a new normal, uh, we will probably start adding like a bonus extra where you can hear us talk about random stuff kind of like what we do on uh, the three fat nerds podcast because you also get that early with extra and not and and what else do we got going on of course you got the two uh for patreon shows uh you got i love movies with ron and me and of course love is scary which used to have spooky mike he'll be back someday but it is dr Derek doing what he does best i can tell you we've recorded the december edition of i love movies and we are reviewing one of the greatest uh horror movie slash kid movie slash christmas movies of all time and that of course is 1984's joe dante's classic gremlins so uh, check that out hear us it's a, it was a lot of fun i'm sure we'll be talking about that sometime in the show as well and of course, uh, Love is Scary will be getting recorded at some point in juncture in the next week to have out in December for you guys just in time for Christmas, right? With that being said, though, Mike, is it trivia time? You betcha it is. This week's Horizon 607 trivia question is, and this is going to be a, a little bit of a challenging one. I'm going to make you think this week. Really make you think, Rich. Okay. How many kills are there? In the original Friday the 13th. Holy crap. And, and there could actually be, there's there's two answers I will accept for this. And I'll explain when we get to the to the, uh, to the actual answer here. But once again, how many kills are there in the original Friday the 13th? Okay. The answer, coming up right after this break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to The Zone. Before the break, we asked this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. How many kills are there in the original Friday the 13th? And again, Rich, 
there can actually be one of two correct answers to this and i'll explain once you once you give your answer okay so this is the funny part we were talking during the break <laughs> and about about like uh things and so i didn't have a chance to go through my mind and count so i'm taking complete guess like i have like an outline i am going to say it's the lucky number seven uh that is incorrect that is incorrect so technically the answer is 11 11 is including the snake. Uh, I don't count that. So it's 10. They do up at Camp Nubby Bosco. They asked this question. They asked it both times I was there. So how many kills are there? It's, it's 10, 11 if you include the snake. Yeah. I mean, so that's I, why I would have accepted count either humans. 10 or 11. I only count humans, so we're going to say 10. Yeah, I, I, I knew the body count was lower in some other Friday movies. That's why I went low. And like I said, in my head, I couldn't. It, it, when we first started to go on break, I started doing like the counting of how many people. And then we started talking. So I'm like, I told you in the break. I'm like, I'm just going to throw a guess out there just because <laughs> I didn't have time to count because we're, we're buttoned up against some time restraints as we record. And uh, we had too much fun talking about uh, what's going to go down possibly at Sci-Fi Horror Fest this year. Yeah, yes, as long as it goes yes. down in August. So keep your eyes posted here. I know here. something you don't know, fans. Yeah, so sci-fihorrorfest.com for all information. I will have the link up at 8122productions.com in the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll start having some, you know, there'll be, you know, right on the top where news and events is. There's going to be that stuff coming up. We're going to be really gearing up for it in the beginning of the year. So uh, make sure you're paying attention to us for that. And hopefully, hopefully, praying, praying that in August, it is uh we we can at least go i mean if it's not a full attendance that's fine there's it's going to be a three-day event so it's always uh you know it's always nice that you can spread it out we can get more people in hopefully and trust me there's some really cool celebrities coming there's going to be some really good vendors coming that we've already signed on with everything up in the air so that's that's pretty awesome people want to want to get out and do stuff hopefully and hopefully by august uh we'll at least be able to entertain some kind of a convention all right so for at the top of the show, I mentioned that what we were going to discuss in uh, the second segment this week uh, was something kind of similar to, to what we did back in October. Uh, back in October, I, I kind of did a list. Uh, I think I had about maybe like 10 uh, essential Halloween movies, movies that captured the spirit of Halloween, took place on Halloween. And um, there's there are a lot of movies that take place on Christmas. Um, not very many of them are great. <laughs> there are a few of them that are really good, um, but there's a lot of them that aren't great. So on this list, you're going to hear the list I did at Halloween time. It was more lesser known movies uh, that I would recommend that just really capture the spirit. But with this one, about half the list are movies that you're going to know and you're going to love. The other half of the movies, maybe you haven't heard of. Maybe you didn't think much of them if you have seen them before. But, the, you know, I feel that they're worth giving a second chance to. So uh, there's no top 10 here. There's no order with this or anything like that. Uh, so, you know, we're just going to just going to name off 10 movies here. So the first one is one that really kind of gets uh, looked down upon. Um, people say it doesn't have any suspense. It's not a good movie, but I kind of enjoy it. And it takes place on Christmas. And that's the movie P2. Oh, hmm. OK. I, I mean, I can see both sides of the argument. So it's it's a good movie. Uh, it is. It's not great. It's but it's, 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 it's 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 a slow burn. <laughs> it is, but it's got suspense and it's a good cat yeah. and mouse. You know. Yeah. Once again, like I said, I'm not I'm not complaining because I can see both sides. I can see why people don't like it because it is such a slow burn. But I do believe mm-hmm. it. Is, I, I do think it's a good movie. It's not like a great movie, but it, it's a like I mean when I mean great, I'm talking about like in the top echelon of horror movies. But I, mm-hmm. I still think it's a worthwhile watch. If you've never seen it, check it out. Uh, if you especially if you're into suspense, it is very suspenseful. Agree. 
Uh, next movie on the list, I've only seen it once, and I don't remember much about it, but I remember it really does, you know, capture the Christmas spirit. Uh, and that's the musical horror movie, Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> I've only seen it once as well. Uh, it's not bad. I, I do. I think it's 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 interesting, uh, and it is always interesting to see a musical horror movie. <laughs> yes, like, it is. There's not many. Uh, it, it counts itself amongst very few, and uh, it's 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 very good. I, I would check it out as well if you've never seen it, uh, especially if you're a musical fan. It's right up your alley. Yes. Uh, next movie on the list. Hear me out with this one because this one this one is very gothic. It's not considered a horror movie. It's not considered a horror movie, but I consider it a horror movie. Rich, we'll see if you agree with it. Batman Returns. Uh, I'm going to say this. I consider the original two Batman movies horror movies. I do. Uh, because they're super dark. Tim Burton did an awesome job capturing the darkness of Batman. Uh, it, it is, it is known as one of the, it is known as one of the only Batman movies where we get a confirmed kill. Yeah. Because the guy that he shoves the bomb down his pants and shoves him in the sewer, that's part of the dark, the dark carnival there. Uh, he definitely blows up. <laughs> like you don't see yep. him blow up, but we know what happens when a bomb goes off after you've been shoved down and just in your pants. He, he, yes. he ain't coming back. Uh, Lord so, knows I know all about that. Yeah. And so it's one of the mo- it's one of the confirmed kills in the Batman series of all of the Batman uh, live action movies. I should say there's more in the animated ones, but uh, and not and create and by Batman, I should say, because I mean, in the first movie, the Joker kills a lot of people. <laughs> yes. The Joker yes, goes on a killing spree, which is Joker things. Uh, so with that being said, yeah, I, I have no problem. I'm considering it a horror movie it is a christmas movie as well it does take place on christmas yeah well and christmas i personally time. feel i i think that that one batman returns holds up a lot more now 30 years later than batman the the first batman i think that my problem with that it's not so much the movie itself it's the soundtrack um i i don't have a problem with prince or his music at all i enjoy his music but it really dates the movie dude bat it dance was, it was is amazing very, Watch your it mouth. It was prevalent in it, but it just, it, to me, it doesn't hold up as well. Watch your mouth when you're talking about bat dance. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. Next up on the list, uh, these next two movies are, are ones that a lot of you may not have heard of, and I don't know if you've seen these or not, Rich. Uh, the first one is Windchill, starring Emily Blunt. I have never seen movies. that. No, I've never seen that. So basically, she uh, she's a college student, and she answers an ad on a bulletin board to get a ride home. And uh, the guy that she ends up riding home with knows a little bit too much about her. And it's kind of creepy. Um, he, of course, decides he's going to take a shortcut. And uh, they get stuck uh, on a snowy, really, really snowy night in a blizzard type situation. They get stuck on a road. And uh, it's getting colder and colder. And then all kinds of supernatural stuff starts to happen. So uh, it, it has a cool look to it. It's a low-budget movie. Uh, it, it was one of her first movies. I, that's the first I had ever heard of her. Uh, when she started making it bigger in Hollywood, I was like, oh, that girl. I remember her. So uh, I, I think that's a good one to check out. So if you get a chance, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, the next one is a movie that stars Lynn Shay, who is one of the greatest actresses on the face of this earth, as far as I'm concerned, especially in the horror field. Ray Wise, uh, who has also done a lot of things, uh, most notably in the horror genre, would be uh, Jeepers Creepers 2. Uh, and it also has Alexander Holden in it, who is very cute. Uh, it's a movie called Dead End. Really? I have never seen that as well. Yeah, there's something going on. It's, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, they're traveling. They're a family. It's a mother, father, and daughter. Uh, they're, they're traveling on Christmas. 
and again they they end up on some back road and all kinds of weird uh supernatural things start to happen it's it's very different than wind chill but it's very similar at the same time so definitely one that i would uh recommend checking out awesome uh and this is where we start getting into the the more better known movies anyway um Maybe this next one, not so much. I don't know that a lot of people realize that it was remade, but the the very, very, very loose remake to Silent Night, Deadly Night called simply Silent Night, starring Jamie King and Malcolm McDowell. Yes, I do. I do. I have seen that. Yes. So I watched that last night. Uh, that's that's a Christmas tradition for me. I watch it every season, uh, every holiday season. And uh, my opinion is it blows the original out of the water. I, I'm not a huge fan of the original movie. Um, a lot of people may think that's blasphemous, but I just don't think that the original one is that good. I think it's very overrated and just very grimy looking. Uh, Silent Night is brutal. I mean, and, I have a uh, special place in my heart for a B, a B slash C film that is the original, but Silent Night is the better movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there's some nods to the, to the original series in this. Like, <laughs> I don't want to give anything away with the plot, but one of the, like the, the goofy, like sidekick cops in the movie is told to take out the garbage and he's walking outside and he's like, what is it? Garbage day. And he kind of looks up at the camera and looks back and forth. Of course, that's a nod to drop. That's a nod to part two though. Exactly. Exactly. Garbage day. (laughs) But it's a great, very, very brutal movie. Very, very brutal movie. A lot of extreme kills in the movie. But to me, uh, how this didn't get a theatrical release, I don't know, maybe because it's about a killer Santa Claus and we know how people feel about that. But uh, the only thing that it really has in common with the original movie is it's got a killer Santa Claus and it's a slasher. But other than that, it's a completely different story, uh, very different uh, altogether movie. And uh, in my opinion, it's, it's a much, much better movie. One of the better slashers that are out there, uh, at least in the past 20, 30 years, in my opinion. I agree with you wholeheartedly about most of that. I, like I said, I do have a special place in my heart for Silent Night, Deadly Night, because it is like I, as you know, I do enjoy a good B slash C horror movie. So very low budget, kind of grainy, shitty, <laughs> especially from the eighties and seventies. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is an all around better movie as far as uh, what you get. Uh, it's, it's, it's shot very well, and there are some nods in there, but it's, it's, it's a better slasher movie. So if I had to pick one as far as based on a better movie, and some people have probably never seen it, I would definitely say Silent Night. Check it out. Yep. And, of course, it stars your dear, dear friend, Malcolm McDowell. I once got a head nod from Malcolm McDowell as I was, coming on, as I was going on stage and he was coming off. Yes, that's that's you that's did. true story. That's that's you that's, did. that's 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 my that's my co-starring role with Malcolm McDowell as a whole. You, it really is, and it's uh, it was very intimate. Uh, yes. it was it was a beautiful story. We locked really eyes was. and shared a head nod as we switched uh, places on stage. Although that, I, it kind of was an honor that I got to go on uh, that I was going on stage when after Malcolm McDowell. So yeah, I do believe I was going on stage for the Jeepers Creepers panel. I do believe that was, ah. that was coming up. So. There you go. And I was up there with, uh, of course, uh, Jonathan Breck, who played the Creeper. What a nice that was guy. Good. He was amazing. He was an awesome, dude. But anyways, I digress. Let's get back in the list. What do we got next on the list? Next up on the list is Krampus. Ooh, good movie. Such a fun movie. Very much uh, in the vein of uh, PG-13 horror movies uh, of the 80s. It reminded me a lot of Gremlins. It was kind of it's Gremlins esque. It's also Nightmare Before Christmas esque with the, the the different kind. In my opinion, yeah. with all the different cool like toys that are like <laughs> horror things. Uh, the design of Krampus himself was really cool. I thought I, I dug that. Uh, I liked the twist ending even. 
because it does yeah. have a twist ending. Yes, it uh, does. So I, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I thought this was a really good movie. Uh, I know that there's some people who just looked at it on the surface and went, "Oh, you got to, you got to be kidding me!" They did this. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a worthwhile movie. If you've never given it a shot, please watch the movie. You will have fun. It is. There's a lot of laughing in it because there is definitely slapstick. They definitely made it funny, but there is definitely times in that movie where you have terror and dread, and it, it has, and it does have a worthwhile payoff, in my opinion. And it has killer gingerbread men. Oh yeah, they're, they're, like I said. Well, I don't know about killers. So if much, you but. like, if you like Gremlins, and you like Nightmare Before Christmas, you'll love this movie. Honestly, yeah, because it takes some of the elements of like the toys, the evil demonic toys, if you will, from Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas. That's where I always compare that to, and they mix that with like the zaniness of Gremlins, where there's a lot of mischievous, there's a lot of crazy stuff, and there's a lot of comedy. And and, yeah. then, and they mix that into a nicely into a horror movie that does have a point to it. Uh, it does really actually have a plot, which is kind of interesting because some people might not have thought that, but it does. And it has a really cool twist ending. So I I, I, I dig that movie a lot. I would agree with that. I actually I don't I don't own that movie. I don't believe, but I if I I, I got to go through my DVDs. I might actually have it. That movie's I'm not hundred percent sure if I have it or not. But if not, I think I'm going to buy it later and watch it. So good movie. Very much so. Uh, that leads us to the next one, which we just briefly discussed, that is very reminiscent, uh, Krampus is very reminiscent of, and that would be Gremlins, one of the all-time greats. Yes, and of course, if you would like to hear about that, we do a full-on review this month for I Love Movies on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions for uh, $1 a month. You get to hear that. That'll be out this week. Uh, myself and Ron went did a deep dive on it. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it, uh, because all I'm going to say is that out of nowhere, about halfway through that movie is the greatest story ever told in a movie, and it is delivered completely deadpan, and it makes it hilarious. And if you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about, I, I, I suggest that you listen, but uh, I'll just sum it up as uh, somebody got Santa Claused in the movie. <laughs> uh, not in the movie, but uh, before the movie, and uh, the story gets told, uh, and, and I love, I love... <laughs> As much as as love as as much as I love Miss Cates, she deadpan delivers the uh, the the uh, story, like she yeah. doesn't show any emotion. And if my father died in the same way, <laughs> I think I'd have a little more emotion and terror. <laughs> so, and by the way, you're, you're also we we discussed it. You're, you, she never shows that she does not like Christmas until that moment. So it's right. like the whole movie, you go through half the movie where she's like doing things and getting uh, petitions signed for Christmas to go, I hate Christmas. This is, oh, this is another re- <laughs> this is only another reason why I hate, another reason to hate Christmas. And then goes into this story and you're just like, and this is a kid's movie, by the way. This is rated PG. I do throw the fun fact out there that this movie, along with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, is the reason why we got a PG-13 rating. But it is a PG movie that was made for kids. Thank you, folks, so much. And, of course, starring Diesel from the Three Fat Nerds podcast, favorite actor, the fell dog himself, Corey Feldman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It On really so many does. levels. So many levels. <laughs> uh, D- but Corey Feldman has his angels. Diesel has his minnows. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> By the way, I love I love movies. Diesel's minnow shirts coming soon. Uh, I'm being dead serious. Wow. I don't even know what to say after that. Uh, I'll have to fill you in on the Diesel Minnow story. But if you're on Patreon.com slash 8122productions, you already know. And if you would like to know, it's only a dollar a month. $3 gets you a little comfier chair, and uh, we do some giveaways and stuff for the people at $3. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, you got to find out. Diesel's Minnows is something. 
Okay, so last few movies uh, on the list that I want to mention. So the next one, uh, last year we we actually did uh, a top 10 Christmas horror movie list. And this was near the top uh, of my list at that point. And I still feel that way. Uh, There are very, there are countless versions of A Christmas Carol, the story about Ebenezer Scrooge. Countless, countless iterations of it there's i don't even i can't even count how many there have been there's just there's so many every year it seems like we get another version of it but my all-time favorite version and i've seen i think all of them uh but my my all-time favorite movie is the 1951 version called scrooge and stars alistair sim as ebenezer scrooge it is in black and white it is so dark and creepy and scary Uh, A lot of people go to the George C. Scott 1984, I believe, uh, version. It was the year that his came out. It was either 83 or 84 that his came out. Uh, And it's good. His is very good, and it does capture it. But my opinion, I mean, that was a made-for-TV movie. The the 1951 version of Scrooge, just by far the best version of that movie. So if you're looking to watch Scrooge, if you're looking for a good horror movie at Christmas time. There is no movie that I can really recommend more than the 1951 version of Scrooge. Well, that sounds fair enough. Uh, I have seen it. I do like it. I agree with you that it's the creepiest. My personal favorite one, though, is Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. But that's just because well, yes. I'm a Bill Murray fan. <laughs> I don't know if that's the most terrifying. It's more comedy than anything. But there's some spooky shit in there. The Ghost of Christmas Future looks really creepy in that one. Uh, but it's, it's more fun, let's be honest than any of the other ones. Uh, but yeah, right. I, I do think as far as, uh, and the horror esqueness, I think that that's a very good pick. So yeah, right on. All right. So the last two movies that I've got, uh, for the list, um, one is the original one is the remake and no, not the remake from, from 2019, uh, black Christmas. I talk about the show. I feel like almost every week, I, I feel like I have almost every week for the last two plus years that we've been doing the show. But uh, the original Black Christmas, there is nothing better in the horror genre that captures the Christmas spirit than the 1974 Black Christmas. And it still, to this day, blows my mind that so many people don't even know it exists. Yeah, I agree. I I think that the original is a classic. It's right up there with Psycho and Halloween as uh, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. It is the granddaddy of the slasher film uh, because it does predate uh, Halloween. Halloween, yeah, by four years. By four years. uh, So it came out right around the same time. Well, actually, it came out a year after Texas Chainsaw, the original, because 74 for Texas Chainsaw, 75 for this, correct? I could be wrong. Uh, Black Christmas was 74 also. Oh, also. So it came out five years before uh, Halloween, because Halloween came out in 79. No, 78. 78? Why did I think it's 79? But anyway, 74 was the same year as as, as Texas Chainsaw. So you could even add that as, as also a classic. Uh, as well, and much like Texas Chainsaw, it got a it got a really cool uh, remake that was really good in the early two thousands. <laughs> uh, yeah, so and, and so the that's I, I think version. I think that's why you lump that in there. And I I'm just saying it's one of the very few movies with Texas Chainsaw that the remake was actually very good as well. The original, um, not not 2019, it wasn't... not 2019. <laughs> although I I did talk to our, our friend the Maestro the other night, and he actually said that not only did he love the the 2019 version but he actually bought it because he loved it so much and i was like well i'll I, take your word for it because i'm never gonna know i was gonna say this uh think about the movies he likes 
Think about yeah. <laughs> what that says. Uh, we always that's, tell that's people the bed that eats. We always tell we always tell people that if you want a bad horror movie review, and this is a ten honest thing, it's not. It's something that's been out there forever, and I don't think anybody has ever taken us up on it. But if you want to send us any of the social media links, which I'll mention later, and I mentioned earlier, uh, if you have a mo- bad horror movie you want watched and reviewed, send it along. The maestro will do that for you. Uh, yes, it, he I'm will. being dead serious. He will absolutely do it. There's a chance he's probably already seen it and already has a review in his head for it. Uh, but uh, he probably owns it. He probably does own it because he loves. <laughs> I I always say I like you know the bad B and C films from the eighties and seventies. The Maestro is like the piece de resistance. He loves like the D E F rated films <laughs> that are really really bad. Uh, I mean, it was if it wasn't for him, uh, we wouldn't know about Thanks Killing Three <laughs> <laughs> or any or or uh, I do believe what he was he he's the innovator of Ginger Dead Man and then some some of the ones that you watch that I have never had to see thank the lord uh because I, I i don't know if i can sit through him so always take his opinion on a on a, on a movie with a grain of salt <laughs> right but the 2006 version i will say uh, although it pales in comparison oh, yeah. to the 1974 original and the ending in particular is really really rough yeah, there, yeah there's a hospital scene that's in the final act of the movie and to me that's i think where i really did not like the movie for so many years but you take that out and it it's it is similar to the original um they they go a little bit too far with the uh the backstory and bring it into this one where in the original everything is very you know you you don't really find out anything in the original one which is part of the the genius of it um so but but you know overall the 06 i mean it, it's got an excellent look it, it looks very much like the original. It's very, very atmospheric mm-hmm. and really nails the holiday, the, the Christmas spirit. So, um, you know, a lot of people, the, the younger generation out there, uh, a lot of people, if you mention Black Christmas, they just say, oh, yeah, the 2006 movie. Well, no, the original. Yeah, the 2006 movie no. is the original. No, no. Go back and watch the 1974. What do you mean? I don't, I don't even know that existed. And I don't know how many people have asked me, what should I watch? Give me a movie that, you know, a slasher movie, something that, that I, you know, may never have seen. Have you ever heard, have you ever seen the original 1974 black Christmas? No, I've never heard of it. Usually a couple days later, I'll get a, a text or something from one of them saying, wow, that movie was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, there's, it blows my mind how people don't know that that movie is out there because it is one of the all time greats. I'm with you on that. I, I, I personally think it's a really cool thing. Uh, I, I do enjoy that the, the that movie the 74 is definitely a classic 06 is not bad so if you're watching either or you know i think you're you'll, you'll be good but definitely if you've never seen the 1974 movie you do yourself a favor and watch it it's, it's always on my uh if you, when people ask me the top 10 horror movies that i watch it's not always my favorite horror movies by the way i want to point this out i i, I like to like give people based upon what they also like because i like to ask people what they like what they're into because that changes my list as well because if you're into something like supernatural and stuff i got some better if you're into slashers you know uh but usually no matter what on the list black christmas and april fool's day always make that list yeah. always without fail for me so uh you know those are the two movies that i go to and once again also i mean texas chainsaw halloween psycho if you if i'm willing to count the 74 in with those classics that should tell you something that's it's, it's a classic movie one of the greatest horror movies of all time and definitely the the i think the leading predecessor to the slasher film because what it what psycho in in texas chainsaw missed for being slashers is what you get with uh the original black christmas and that's the stalking and the intentionality of the movie 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in Psycho, you get a little bit of stalking, but the body count is so low that it can't really be considered a slasher, in my right. opinion. I get where right. it, it births it birth slashers because of, you know, what happens in the movie, but because it is not, it doesn't have a body count, it doesn't have, you know, like, and there's only really one person that's really being stalked. And, the, you know, everybody else is is more about a whodunit mystery of who the fuck is doing the killing, and then you find out Norman in the dress. You know what I mean? Right. Then and then you know in Texas Chainsaw, let's be honest, it's a it, you could consider it a slasher. It is a predecessor to slashers, but it's it's more of a he he just kills everything. There's no stalking to it really. I mean, there is the chase, but that's not stalking. That's a chase. There's a big difference between stalking your prey and chasing your prey. You know what I mean? Uh, he really doesn't stalk anybody. He's pretty upfront. You know, Leatherface does what Leatherface things do. You know what I mean? He just right. opens the door and chainsaws. I, I'm just saying, and then I'm not mad about that. I like it, but it did give us the body count. Black yeah. Christmas, though, is a stalking element, huge stalking element, very intentional. You know, you get the creepy phone calls, you get the, <laughs> you get, you, you get a really quick kill in the movie, you get, you know what I mean? And, and, and then you, as people are getting kind of picked off, if you will, it is it, very intentional and that would go on. And I think more than those other movies to directly uh, influence Halloween. Because Halloween is more much of the same, you know. There's a lot of stalking going on. There's a and lot Carpenter of that. Carpenter himself has even admitted that he he kind of ripped it off. Oh yeah, yeah. For Halloween. But once again, that's what I'm saying. What you get, what 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 is started in uh, Black Christmas is perfected in '79 and Halloween. And that's why I think that in, in the Halloween is, is is the quintessential slasher film. That's the birth of what we got in the '80s of all the slasher movies. And if you think about it that way, that means Black Christmas is actually the direct tie to that. That is the origin. Because that, that is where it borrowed from, from more than anything. I mean, the body count and the gore, uh, and I use gore loosely because there's it, it, everybody thinks how gory the te- original Texas Chainsaw is. There's actually not as much blood as people remember. A lot of it's theater of the mind, which is great. And I think that's why it's a, it's, it's a, it's, that movie's lasted so long is a lot of the theater of the mind. Because everything your mind does is more terrifying. You know, let's be honest. Uh, But still, it's still what it is. There was a body count in that movie. And then you mix that in, and that's what the slasher became. You know what I mean? So those two movies mixed together. But Halloween definitely drew off of Black Christmas. And so without Black Christmas, that's why it's a classic. Without Black Christmas, I don't think you have Halloween, especially the killer the way the killer was. You know, Right. Agreed. Uh, I'm going to throw in one, just one quick uh, 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 honorable mention for me. And that, of course, would be the legendary Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. You're going to be like, why Uh, is that a Christmas film? It is a Christmas classic because he wears a Christmas sweater. And in that movie, above all of the other movies, you could actually tell that it's green and red. Yes. Uh, Yes. Although although technically it's a Father's Day movie because it did come out Father's Day weekend. So <laughs> it's about mean, a father and his daughter. Well, and, and he does. She does. He does say kids, and she does wish him a happy Father's Day. And the movie did come out on Father's Day weekend. So, right. I mean, technically, it would be a Father's Day. It's a Christmas classic. But, but it's a Christmas classic. I had to get it in there. So, <laughs> with that being said, if you would like to talk to us about anything, you want to give us a review for the Maestro. You want to, you know, just talk about. You want to add some of your Christmas classics we might have missed on there. Do that at Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're using that hashtag. H Z six zero 
307 when talking about the show. Uh, please keep interacting with us. We always love it, and I love the interactions we get from you guys when uh, Mike, myself, or Maestro, or, or Professor, or whoever one of us is putting up something. Uh, it's, it's hard to keep track of sometimes on any of those, and you guys respond. It's awesome. Keep doing that. And, of course, feel free to, to, to just message us because we we'll always love hearing from you. 8122productions.com. We can go offer all the information of what we're doing here at 8122productions slash 607podcast. Find out about the Three Fat Nerds podcast. Find out about uh, the wrestling show. Find out about our friends of the show like the Ocho Dura Parlay Hour and the mu- music guests and everything else, local sponsors. Also, uh, while you're there, you can get you can check out the Twitch uh, link, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Make sure you're following that. We're close to 100 followers. And uh, when we hit 100 followers, we're giving away a Funko Pop. And myself and Diesel from the Three Fat Nerds podcast will be doing a live uh, one chip challenge. So that'll be interesting. It'll be terrifying, uh, but it'll be a lot of fun. And we're doing that at 100, and then it'll be the build to 200. So we're getting there. And more and more, there will be some more, more horror content coming up on there as well, coming into the new year uh, as things uh, loosen up. Because I don't know, you know, we don't, we, the, the verge of shutdown is always around us. And I would hate to start something and then have to stop it and put it on hold. So we're kind of trying to, other than uh, what we're doing now and doing a couple little things, we're trying to not get, roll out all of our stuff if that makes sense just because we'd like to hate to put on hold but you can also support us on patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions you get the horror zone 607 podcast early you get the three fat nerds podcast early uncut unedited and uncooked and last but certainly not least you get the two patreon exclusive of course uh love is scary with dr derek spooky michael will eventually be back but dr derek's holding down the fort and uh he told me this week i don't think it's going to be what it's about but he told me that the hashtag hot ramen girl ruined captain crunch for him I don't know what that's about, and I and I don't want to see any photos. But if you don't know that story, trust me, it's the hottest show behind a paywall. We can't dive into it because we will get banned from everything. And last but certainly not least, of course, I love movies. Myself and Ron usually doing. Sometimes we have a guest. This month we talked about on the list of essential Christmas horror movies. Gremlins is the one we're doing. The 1984 Joe Dante classic. Check it out. We give a full on review of Gremlins. We have a little fun with it. It's a it's a good time, and uh, it's always uh, a wonderful time to be had by all. And like I said, it's only it's $1 a month. And I mean, there's a $3 tier that gets you some giveaways and stuff. If you would like to do that and support a little more or, or whatever you would like to part with. But at $1 a month, you get all that bonus content. And uh, I think it's, it's worthwhile. So check it out and more to come soon. Mike, that's all I got for plugs. Take it home. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in once again this week. Uh, you know, Check out the movies uh, that, that we mentioned this week. You know, get in the holiday spirit. Watch these movies. Get back to us. Let us know what you think. And like Rich said, if you've got something that I didn't mention, reach out. We want to see these movies. We want to to watch more horror. That's what we do here. So let us know if there's anything that we missed and anything that we should be seeing. Uh, next week, uh, you know, of course, we'll have uh, all the horror movie news and some fun things. Uh, hopefully, God willing, hopefully, the professor will be able to take some time off from the human centipede the musical on broadway to rejoin us uh there's a rumor that he will be back next week uh we don't know for sure we don't want to promise anything that's only if the kenosha kickers don't go on tour yeah yeah he's still kind of doing some stuff with them i heard that he's recording uh uh doing some guest spots with the kenosha kickers at the moment uh he's more focusing on his three piece band the lone rangers right now Lone rangers so lone rangers you know, hopefully he'll have time. Uh, he 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 kind of hinted that he might be able to stop in for a few for for uh, the show next week. So fingers crossed. Hopefully the professor will be back and he Note can to ruin self. everything. Note to self: change the locks on the door. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> because he'll just ruin the whole show. So, but uh, you know, as always, professor, if you are listening, please, from the bottom of my heart, 
please tell your mother I said hello. She'll know what that means. So, until next week's show, for Rich, I'm Mike C, and I'm saying, see ya!